Foot Locker. This is episode 47 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague. <laughs> I'm just guy here, Alex. What? Uh, the quote I used for this one was Foot Locker. It's not, it's not even a full quote. It's just a word. Yeah. Um, and that best sums up what this movie is. Yeah. What did we watch? What is uh, this movie? <laughs> it's, it is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. It's one of the most dog shit movies I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah, it does make me feel better knowing, like, because I was really worried that yeah. I had, like, destroyed my taste buds for movies. Like, mm-hmm. ju- I just blew them out on all the candy. Because like, I, I was like, I liked Jack and Jill. I liked Grown Ups too. Am I just bad at knowing what a bad movie is now? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, I think I appreciate kind of a mediocre movie a little more now. Yeah. Man. Fuck this movie. This movie's not even mediocre. <laughs> it was one of the <laughs> hardest things to get through in my life. It was. I was both, like, disgusted and trying to not fall asleep. Like, I have a newfound respect for Till Death Do Us Blart. I have a newfound respect. Although oh my I st- god, how do they do it? <laughs> I still do, though. want to go back. I want to watch this movie with Dark Side of the Moon played. I don't. I don't care. Um, it's not worth it. It sucks. Um, there's there's nothing secret in this movie. They barely tried. Um, it's a one-star Sandler film. We're doing this podcast because we're deciding if we should hate Adam Sandler. And if he promotes movies like this, then we kind of should, even though he had nothing to do with this movie other than his company produced it. Yeah, um, this, this movie. movie is all Kevin James' fault. Uh, we are watching all 60 Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler adjacent movies in a row, which is why we watch this one, because it's Happy Madison. Uh, that that and the Jackie Sandler cameo seem to be some of the only Adam Sandler connections, as far as I can tell. Yeah, um, reading through the script, there wasn't much there. Um, there's some very small little things. Um, cause yes, I, in order to really mine this movie for all the depth it had, I went through the hack Sony emails and found an earlier copy of this script in order to decide, was it somehow the director's fault? Nope. The script might be worse. Um, the director's also very bad, though. I don't know who it is for this one, um, but they're also very bad, and they made mistakes, too. But whatever. They knew what they were working with and didn't give a shit, I assume. Uh, the director was Andy Fickman. Yeah. Um, probably didn't give a shit, and it makes sense, because it was like, you know, just a terrible, terrible fucking script. <laughs> they directed, no, they produced Anaconda. Their directorial debut seems to be Race to Witch Mountain. Oh, I remember this person. Yeah. Um, no, wait. Who's your daddy of video? But directed She's the Man? How did that happen? Yeah, I what, like that movie. Um, guess how many times I laughed? Uh, Two. It was eight, but about an hour into this movie, which uh, I paused the movie because I assumed it had to be ending soon. Um, and I said it was probably the longest hour of my laugh. I just started having, like, hysterical laughs every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that and, uh, a man eating a black banana was very funny to me. And, uh, that dude I... saying, a big sticky mess. Uh, that, <laughs> that line fucking got me. Um, I'll give him that. 
that that was a good one. But a lot of those, I feel like we were we were prepped, we were ready yeah. because of the podcast. Till death do us part. Do you want me to? I gotta guess the ratings for this. Yeah, zero and five. Um, it's five percent for critics. Um, it should be a little lower, but I'm fine at five percent. That's about okay. Um, and thirty four percent for audience. They're but wrong. I. I honestly have to assume, with only 37,000 user ratings, there is probably a user bias due to Death Do Us Blart. They're pranking us. That's what's yeah. happening. They're, they're doing a little pranksy on them. Um, dude, the movie doesn't even make sense most of the time. No, let, let me recap the plot. Let me get this plot out of the way, like, yeah. right now, so we can if, get if into it. If you can, because it doesn't make logical no, sense. No, no, it's yeah. also probably one of the shortest recaps I have. Yeah. Uh, so Paul Blart isn't in good shape, obviously. Again, Paul Blart is played by Kevin James, uh, and he's fat again in this one. Um, his wife from the previous movie has divorced him after only six days, and his mom was hit and killed by a milk truck, but at least he has them all, and it's been six years since he saved it. So he's invited to the Security Officers Trade Association convention in Vegas on the same day his daughter is accepted to UCLA. Uh, his daughter, Maya, played by Rainey uh, Rodriguez, does not want to tell him because she knows it'll hurt him if she leaves for college. So at the hotel for the convention, he's pretty known by the other security guards, and he learns that there's a secret keynote speaker, and he thinks that it might be him. That's not how that works, but that's okay. Uh, he also thinks he's flirted with by the general manager, Davina. Um, I don't remember who the actress is um, of the hotel, whose boyfriend, Eduardo, is the head of security for the hotel slash casino. Uh, we learn about the bad guys' plans, and yet again, Paul Blart has made the bad guys look infinitely cooler than everything else. Uh, their plan is to steal a bunch of art from the hotel, uh, and they hole up in a suite to do so. We get a scene where they show off a bunch of mall cop gadgets, um, and Paul Blart has a mini-confrontation with Eduardo, um, Later, he thinks his daughter has gone missing, but it turns out she had just gone with the valet, Lane, who she has a little thing going for. And this is when Blart finds her acceptance letter to UCLA. He makes a big scene out of it, and she leaves. Doesn't want to talk to him. Uh, so the person who's actually giving the keynote, um, Turturro, is it, what's, Nick. is it, uh, Nick Turturro, uh, a.k.a. Brucey. Um, I'll always remember him as Brucey. Brucey, yes. Nothing else matters to me. No. He gets too drunk while harassing Jackie Sandler at the hotel bar and passes out. Uh, so they ask Blart to do the speech. Uh, I, I do want to interject that uh, Paul Blart stops uh, Adam Sandler's wife and makes her feel bad for being harassed um, and says that she's being rude to him. Yeah, um, it's, because it's, he's a, just it's one of the worst people in the world. It's a cop protecting another cop yeah and enabling and apologizing not not like saying sorry but like like apologetica yeah apologia yeah mm -hmm, for sexual harassment and there is Um, no subtext i want to point out in this that the cops are uh doing something bad no yeah so there's not anyway uh they ask blart to do the speech um he tries calling maya but she's not answering his phone calls so while getting fresh air he fights a bird in the atrium and then he tries calling maya to tell her about the speech again she doesn't answer and uh she actually goes instead to a party that lane invited her to 
um, in the hotel. Blart gives a speech and uh, everyone cheers. And while this is going on, Maya acts it. Oh, he quotes Joseph Conrad, calling him a guy who wrote about boat trips, which is not true, but uh, kind of, but not really. Um, And while this is going on, Maya somehow accidentally stumbles upon the villains. And so she's kidnapped. Um, She calls her dad and, like, tells him. And then she's kidnapped. And so is Lane. Um, So Blart fights the bad guys. He uses the general manager who has developed a love for him after he negged her incessantly uh, to help him find out, like, where the suite was. Uh, He also fights... um, he punches an old lady in the guts. Um, he learns about the art theft plot and takes the Van Gogh painting that for some reason is in the hotel. Um, Lane and Maya also escape in the meantime where they're being held, but they're immediately caught again. So that goes nowhere. Um, there's also a final showdown where Blart tries to trade the Van Gogh for Maya and uses the help of his security guard friends to fight the bad guys. Uh, Blart ends up following the main bad guy to the helicopter pad, but somehow ends up on a different roof entirely. So they have to zip line over. The security guard also shows up, and we think that he's supposed to be the inside man that the bad guys have, uh, but Eduardo's just upset about his girlfriend. So they all zip line over. The security guy gets shot in the arm, and when Blart's glue gun fails, Maya uses her oatmeal concealer. I don't know what that is supposed to be to give the bad guy an allergic reaction because she learned that he was deathly allergic to oatmeal cookies earlier. No explanation on this. Uh, so they award Blart the security guard medal of honor. And he tells the, he tells, uh, Davina that she's really in love with Eduardo. Maya goes to UCLA and Blart gets a date with a horse cop. The end. Yeah. Um, it's dog shit, but do you want to actually, just as bad, maybe worse. It's really hard to tell. Maybe a little what? better. What? Um, the original script. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna um, hear about this original script. And you have developed a game for me. Yes, I'm going to ask, uh, and you can play along at home for this one. I'm gonna ask two scenarios about. Uh, it's in order the plot, um, and you have to guess which one's in the original script. I, I'm so excited. Yes, I, okay. I am ready. And I will say, there's a few of these. I can't remember if they're taken out of the movie or not. The movie's so bad, it, it's really trying to get out of my brain quickly. Um, does, uh, when he's crying about his mother, does he pick up a picture of her on an African safari and monologue about that? Or does he pick up a picture of her on her beer drinking team and monologue about that? I, first of all, I cannot believe that there is a monologue about his dead mom. I'm going to have to say the beer drinking team. Ooh, sorry. African <gasps> Safari. Oh, my gosh. That's so thematic for something I'm going to talk about later. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay. Um, I don't uh, remember what this is, but I did write down, what a ride, we, what a day, um, <laughs> just as a quote he said, apparently. Okay. Oh, um, Harkening back to the original movie, how ta- how many times in the original script did someone say, "Here's a fun fact for you"? Y- you can just guess. Ten. Uh, three times. But you know, you know, remember how they he used to have fun facts? Well, they put them right. in the script and then they just didn't use them. Um. Okay. You he could have what? had so many fun facts about like the art 
he he had a, a fun fact about where the marble came from that the hotel was built made out of because he loves the hotel apparently. Um. Now, do you remember when uh he goes to get his room but it's not ready yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in the original, he tries to intimidate the receptionist. <laughs> Does he do this by going for his invisible gun on his back holster or by taking out a magazine and showing how important he is? I think he does it by grabbing for the invisible gun because it happens in the first movie. Yet he's carrying a magazine no! with him on the back page. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're zero for two. We're having oh, a good time here. Um, no, maybe I should give more time for the listeners at home to play. <laughs> no, they can guess. It's fine. Yep. Okay. Um, in the original, was his weight loss fork very heavy to make him eat slower or vibrate so enthusiastically he couldn't get food into his mouth until it stopped vibrating for five seconds? I want to say that it vibrated so furiously that he couldn't eat. Ding, ding, ding. You got yes! one. Yes! Um, it, it had a red and green light, and when it was green, he was able to eat, and when it was a red light, it vibrated too much uh, for him to eat, it seems like. That could have been a good slapstick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when Eduardo shows up, do they cast him as a heel by having him show up driving a Harley? Or by driving a Porsche? That's such a hard question for me to answer. A Harley? Correct. A Harley uh, was. Yes. He had a cool motorcycle. <laughs> which I guess is like the antithesis of like a Segway. Um, yeah. I think, yes, that makes sense. Because, yes. Now, oh, this one. When Paul Blart admonishes his daughter for wearing a perfectly reasonable bathing suit, conservative bathing suit i would say um does he tell her to leave something for her wedding night or leave or to keep herself pure oh wow both are bad i mean what he said in the in the movie was bad too um yeah i don't remember what the movie leave something for his wedding night for her wedding night Yes, it's Lisa. Ah, nice. Yep, that's the cath- That's the Catholicism in there. Yeah, um, Kevin James is weirdly religious and likes to push it in his movies. Oh, and you know, I have something to say about that later too. So yeah. fun. Um, so when he gambled, uh, and lost the money, um, a I want to point out in the script he lost a little bit more. He lost a hundred bucks plus a few twenties, not twenty bucks plus plus a few twenties. Weird change, but whatever. Does someone in the movie they say something like, "Oh, the fat guy ruined our luck," um, but in the script, do they say, "You lost everything," or do they say, "Boo"? I think they say "boo." Trick question. They say both of those things. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> okay. Um, now you remember his segue tricks? Yes. Um, when he's, uh, stealing someone's Segway and then refusing to show ID to them, um, because cops are bad, does he finish his cool Segway 
trick uh, session by doing a backflip off the Segway into the front seat of a convertible, or does he ghost ride a Segway, and then while he's acting cool, it hits a convertible? I can't imagine him being athletic enough to do a backflip like in the fiction, so I'm going to say it's that one because that's so ridiculous. Yeah, he backflips into a convertible <laughs> off of Segway in the script. <laughs> Fucking wild. Uh, doesn't even make sense in fiction. Um, no, it does not. Uh, all right, so explaining the big sticky mess. <laughs> which, which of these? Uh, I think I think they're metaphors. I've I've lost too much brains to know. Um, do they? use to uh tell you how sticky they make things like the is it stickier than the green room at a mini kiss concert or stickier than work shoes on an ihop bathroom they're both very good they're both very good metaphors but because mini kiss was so prominent in this one i'm gonna say the mini kiss one nope stickier than a work shoe on an ihop bathroom floor i assume but bathroom floor um <laughs> right that's so gross uh does he does he call george washington all truth or full truth full truth correct he says full truth i don't know it's just a weird phrase that popped out to me um while he's hyperventilating into a bag does uh you remember he he's hyperventilating in the bag and he's like oh orange chicken because like a piece of chicken fell out on him yeah yeah uh-huh. does he uh originally say chow lane or panda express D- does he double that da- tell me he doesn't double down on the chow lane joke that is not an ad lib by the way he does it in earlier say chicken chow lane is it that one no it is he does just say panda express um that one's weird during the bird fight in the <laughs> script, do they have a cellist, a pianist, and a violinist playing, or many kiss? Now I have um, inside knowledge on this actually. Okay. From some of my research, so I know that it's the first one. Okay, you're correct. Um, but during this fight, is he scripted to yell "shukataya" or? <laughs> Can you say that again? Uh, Shukataya. Okay. Okay. He says Hefeweizen in the movie, so I'm going to go with that one. It's both. He says both uh, in the script. Oh. <laughs> a little bit. I of can, why, why is that written into the script? Yeah, random <laughs> noises that you make while fighting a bird. That seems yeah. like one of the things that you like like take a couple ad lib takes on and choose the funniest oh it's shukatai or hefeweizen yeah yeah i know it's hefeweizen yeah what does shukatai mean s-h-o-o-k-a-t-a-h is this a real thing nope just they literally just wrote down a nonsense word in there okay fine i like the Um, scene where he bites the bird it's the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention, but Nico from um, a much better movie, Here Comes the Boom, is in this movie too. He plays one of the bad guys, Hank. That's... And oh yeah, the... yeah, Boss Rutan. 
Yeah, and he gets true. he gets beaten up by the bird too. Okay. Um. At the party, what does Lane offer uh, Maya to drink? A yuhu, a mini vodka, or a mini coke? Now, a yuhu would be much more appropriate for an Adam Sandler movie. So I'm going to say no to that one. I'm going to say it's a mini coke. It is a mini coke. No alcohol, though. No alcohol. Paul, Paul Blart does not drink, as he says many times. No, um... Even though he he drinks twice in the script, um, like alcohol, fruity drinks. They're all drinking fruity drinks. They're probably not virgins. He's already shown that he'll just chug those things. So whatever. Hmm. Um, now I wanted to add in. There's just a note in the script that doesn't come up uh, later in the movie. From here on out, Blart gets dirty. Like <laughs> his his outfit gets dirty. Um, okay, can you guess who? Paul Blart calls. Wait, I guess I need a little uh, background for this. Uh, you remember how when he's in the bathroom, he finds uh, the pepper spray, and he knows Maya was there, and he picks something else up? Yes. So there's written in the script a scene that explains what that is and why it's important. Oh, yeah, that nail thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who does he call from Paul Blart 1 to ask what this nail's about? I'm not giving you multiple choice. Just can you yeah, think of any character? I'm thinking. I got. I gotta think. Is it the 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 big guy? Which big guy? Uh, um. Hold on. He has a character name. Let me find it. Leon. No, it is not Leon. It is in fact Pahood. <gasps> he uh. He's still talking to Pahood. Why though? I I don't know. <laughs> okay, but uh, what is that nail? What does that end up being? Well, here's our next question. While texting Pahood a picture of the nail, um, where he accidentally takes a selfie and then a picture of his feet, what is Pahood doing? Is he licking someone's feet, or is he skydiving? Oh my God! Please tell me he's not licking someone's feet. He's licking someone's feet, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's skydiving the entire scene. Yet he's on his phone answering a question, um, to which he says that that is a shipping nail uh, from Germany. <laughs> uh, yeah. It doesn't. Why do they try to set up a mystery in this movie? We know everything that's going on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's um, no point in doing that. Yeah, um, but instead they did. Uh, <laughs> and then. And then the way he solves the mystery, I want to point out, is he just asks, asks someone, "Hey, who's in who's in the presidential suite?" And they're like, yeah. "I don't know, someone from Germany." And he goes, "Now it all makes sense." <laughs> like you already knew that, you idiot. Um, okay, only a few more. Um, <laughs> in the scene where he uh, tries to headbutt someone and fails, um, does he run away yelling, "Viva los segues, segues"? Or cantaloupe shower. <laughs> My brain hurts. Cantaloupe shower? Does he yell cantaloupe shower? Yeah, he yells cantaloupe shower. Um, <laughs> That's in the script. That's written into the script. Yeah, he just yells cantaloupe shower as he runs away. Um, when he's flying the drone and spying, how many times does it hit him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> three? Is it three? Oh, I'm sorry. It's two. 
uh, the rule of comedy would have been a third time, but no, they only did it twice because it's not funny. <laughs> I forgot that that was even a scene in the movie, to be honest. Who says the third fun fact? Eduardo or Nico? Or I hope Nick. Nico. I think his name's Nick, right? I don't actually know his name because I didn't really pay attention to their names. Oh, there's a character named Nick? Well, is Nick, is it Nick or Nico, the... Bass Rudin? No, 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 uh, Brucey. Oh, um, well, for that reason, I think it's Eduardo. <laughs> no, it's Nick. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um, yeah, Nick Panero is his name. Yeah, that's when he says, fun fact, there's not a helipad on this uh, roof, there's one over there, and he's carrying a harpoon, um, is what they say <laughs> in the script, okay. so that he can fly across. Um, yes, alright. And then I have only only two more. Um, what does Paul Blart say God's greatest gift is? Is it a daughter or life? A daughter. Life. Uh, God's greatest gift is life. Uh, a little more Christian-y stuff for the end. And in the original script ending, instead of dating some fucking horse cop, they end the movie with the greatest scene to never be filmed, a mini Kiss concert. Because, of course, they were doing that. They set it up the whole fucking movie. But what movie do they say is going to play? And I'll give you a clue. I'm not giving you a clue. I'll give you help. There's two options because it says this movie or this movie. So you got two chances. I don't know. (laughs) Wait. Wait. What's? What do you mean what's going to play? What song do they play? Oh. You said movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, what, what song does Mini Kits play? Rock All Night. Or the other one that... I Want to Rock and Roll All Night is one answer. Can you get the second one for a no, bonus? No, because I don't, I don't remember the other one's name. It, it, it is one of my... Uh, it's one of the one of the Kiss songs I like more than a lot of other ones. It's it's the one that, that Paul Blart mentions when he's in the elevator with Ooh, Mini Kits. Wrong. Kiss. It's not Beth. It is not Beth. Because um, that would have made sense. Instead, it's uh, Detroit Rock City. Why they would play Detroit Rock City at the end of a Las Vegas movie? No idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's all the script changes um, in this. Uh, on that point, I do want to uh, I want to read a, 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 just a small portion of uh, an email uh, from different execs. Um, and this this one I really think brought. Uh, how bad this movie is to like the forefront. Uh huh. Nigel, despite our joy in slapstick humor, this version of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 failed to generate a single laugh from the teams in Singapore and Malaysia. <laughs> Regards, Robert. There's more <laughs> to it, but come on, dude. <laughs> they have an internal email that just says. Dude, Your movie shit, man. Not a single fucking person <laughs> laughed, dude. What are you doing? Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's um it's not a funny movie. It's not even one of those movies where like you can laugh at how bad it is. There's like it's just not a funny movie. It, like gr- it, grown-ups too. They, I feel like they tried to do a grown-ups too where they just took everything to a wacky extreme. But he, Kevin James can't do that. They, they don't get what they're doing either. Is yeah. the, 
the part that was weird about it. They obviously, like, reading the script, I'm not, you know, a s- very much of a script writer. I'm trying a little. But, like, I can read these and be like, that that blows. That's not funny. We're, there's no, there's stuff like the notes where, like, his uniform starts getting dirtier. I'm like, are you, if you're doing the Die Hard thing, make one other reference to Die Hard. And don't make a reference to Die Hard 2 because people haven't, don't fucking have it memorized like Die Hard 1. And if it's important enough to put it in the script, it should be thematic. Or it should do something to move along the plot. Or it should be a joke. And that's none none of those. Holy shit, I think... I, 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 my brain just reached the Blart dimension again. Um, you, you got angry at me yesterday because I got all blarted out and couldn't think straight. Yeah, but, you were you were blurted off your fucking mind. Um, let me just send this past you. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker, and chicken chow lane, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that the joke? <laughs> Is the joke it rhymes with yippee ki yay? No, there's no way. <laughs> that's that's. I'm gonna subtitle this one: chicken chow there's... lane, motherfucker. <laughs> There is no way. Uh, no, this movie is just not good. There are, like, so many non-sequiturs in this movie. Like, I feel like there is something, there are things that are missing from this movie to make it cohesive. Like, the oatmeal concealer. No, that's, they just have that as a... No, uh, I know. Um, the oatmeal concealer, though, is not a thing. That's not, that is yeah. not a thing that exists. Um, also, and it's never munch. It's never set up. It's just she has it. Can you do me a favor? Because um, there's something I've noticed um, that is something that they like put in there, but they never did anything with. They, uh, I'm gonna call it Chekhov segue. Can you go to the Paul Blart Mall Cop Two uh, Rotten Tomatoes page for me? movie came out in 2015 <laughs> okay i'm i'm there okay do you see uh where you could watch the video um and it has his high-tech segue and he's leaning over it yes uh, you see how it has a gun on the side what the hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah that motherfucker has a gun dude i don't think they use that gun uh, no they don't <laughs> yeah um that fucking Segway has a gun, dude. Uh, just wanted to point um, that out. Why does it have a gun? Huh? Well, I mean, this this movie is about cop violence and how cops only exist to protect capital. I mean, it's set in Las Vegas, which, at a, at a casino. Casinos are all, all about money. And they have all of this art that's just, like, in the hotel. They have a, an original Van Gogh, but why? Shouldn't those things be in a museum? Yeah. Under um, better protection. <laughs> yeah, and and they like try to do uh, some stuff where like he wants to be called officer and then at the end the security guard at the casino does call him officer and it makes him proud. Or at least that's in the script. I can't remember if it happens in real life. And there's this whole point of differentiating the security guards to the Vegas security guards because the Vegas security guards wear suits. And they call them agents in the script, um, obviously alluding to like federal agents like the FBI and CIA and stuff. 
Yeah. Um, like they're better. But this just sounds like someone who doesn't understand the issue or the like the thing with cops or cop movies and instead like, man, they all just like don't get along with the FBI. Well, um, they also made cops they made the security guards just like absolute shitbags. And yeah. like at least Nick Turturro's character and and Paul Blart, the scene where Nick Turturro is harassing Jackie Sandler in in the bar. Uh, Paul Bart comes in because he says that an officer needs assistance. Like, he needs help flirting with this woman, harassing her. And when uh, she says that Nick Turturro is drunk, Paul Bart says, he doesn't look that drunk to me. Yeah, he says, in my professional opinion, he's not giving off an aura like that or, like, a distressing aura. And you're the one causing issues here. Yeah, and then Nick Turturro passes out drunk. Like, it's just, like, that scene is, like... Ha, cops will protect each other that even when they're actively a, doing something wrong. In the in the intersection of uh, cops are all bastards and uh, alcohol and bars, I have a good story of uh, a co-worker of mine. Sorry, um, I'm just a little confused. Don't you mean that cops, all, cops are all blurt? Yeah, I mean both. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. A co-worker of mine was dating a cop, um... And he would regularly show up um, after 2 a.m. trying to get to the bar or trying to cut the line by being drunk and then flashing his badge to the front of the line. And we'd tell him to get fucked and to get to the back of the line. Um, and regularly, I, I, I had to throw him out once, like physically remove him because he was threatening people and pulled a badge on someone inside the bar. Um, and that'll go down as like one of my happiest memories was throwing that motherfucker out of the bar. <laughs> but, uh, Funny thing is, one time he did that on a Friday night. The next day, they bring in basically SWAT officers to protect quote quote the town from uh college kids on game day. Nothing too bad ever happened on game day. A few like scuffles and stuff. Um, and he was one of the people protecting the town, hungover, and obviously having gone to this bar the day before and tried to flash his badge to force his way into the bar without waiting in line. Real pieces of shit, all of them. And if I I... knew his name, I'd just say what it is, because I hate that guy. I um, am gonna pivot here. Yeah, we've talked about how all cops are bright. Let's let's keep going. Now, I wanna... The first thing I'm gonna say has nothing really to do with the movie, although it does slightly. And then the second thing I'm going to say is going to be hilariously in-depth, but I want everyone to know I am not giving this movie any credit. Okay. I I don't think this movie intended anything, but it's just a fun coincidence. Okay. Hey, death of the author. We're, we're about it. Okay. Um, unless they're um, still alive and doing harm, like this motherfucker, Kevin James. I am going to read you a quote from Eric genus.com um g it's it i for the longest time i thought it was genius but it's u i instead of i u okay okay our entire family has been graced with experiencing firsthand the recordings and concerts of the incredibly gifted eric genus words cannot convey the truly captivating mesmerizing power his compositions have to embrace the soul emotionally intellectually, purposefully. 
Our household actually feels incomplete without the serenity and vigor of his music playing on a loop in the background. That is a testimony for the piano player on his website from Kevin James, star of King of Queens, Hitch, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and Pixels. What the fuck? Like, he loves that pianist? He loves this pianist. Um, I learned about this pianist because I wanted to figure out, uh, first of all, who the piano person was, and then I learned what the song was that he was playing. And the song is like this really sappy song called Here I Am, which is vaguely religious, but not overtly religious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the, the two other testimonials... One is from Jim Caviezel, who is the star of Passion of the Christ. Yeah. And then the other one was Stephen McAvity? McAvity? I can't... It's weirdly spelled. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. I've I've heard of that one. He's the producer, the executive producer of Braveheart, We Were Soldiers, and The Passion of the Christ. So Mel Gibson people, and then Kevin James. Um, They just... (laughs) love this religious pianist what the fuck is going yeah, on so he's an inspirational speaker too and he's actually the piano guy during the bird attack um and he plays with a cellist and a violinist that's how i knew about the the trivia from before mm-hmm. he specifically goes to speak in let me just like read this straight off of his uh mm-hmm. wikipedia here Prisons, hospitals, rehab centers, nursing homes, and inner city schools. Um, He started playing in prisons when he was invited to a maximum security prison. He feels his music brings humanity and beauty to places lacking in these virtues. Now, this led me down a rabbit hole with his whole Wikipedia page, so I had to go, of course, had to go look at the history of this Wikipedia page, and the Wikipedia page was created by this person named D. Suzerin. Um, obviously, just the Wikipedia handle, uh, and they have started so many different pages, like a lot of pages. The vast majority of them are all different Catholic churches, um, as well as this guy and a couple other people. Um, like, but it's only like four people. Everything else, okay, is like lots of priests, um, and other religious things, Catholic institutions, churches and parishes, uh, parishes, dioceses, cathedrals, um, some some religious schools, some stuff about Australia and Pakistan, um, and East Timor. Mostly, again, religious stuff, and then like four random people, including this Eric Genus guy. Now, when I looked up also the editing history, I learned that originally, instead of de- uh, describing him as a Canadian composer, uh, it was originally just he's a Catholic composer. So this guy's like a Catholic dude, like really popular apparently in that sphere. Um, his music isn't great. His music is very cheesy. <laughs> um, but all the people in like the the videos um, act like it's the most emotionally moving thing that they've ever seen. Uh, I am always very suspect of people like this. Um, who, who why did uh, are... d- did Mel Gibson do something wrong? I'm not aware of. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, we're not talking shit about Mel Gibson. Here. I am. Mel Gibson's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh yes, but he is. Continue. <laughs> um, 
But I'm always suspect of people who are like quote unquote inspirational speakers. Um, they they take speakers fees. They don't, you know, they're not going to go out and do this for free. Obviously, this guy has an 11 million estimated net worth. Um, well, yeah, he's like playing in. That. He's playing in prisons. He's playing in in inner city schools. Like it's just, I just thought that was very um, weird. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't get paid to go to the prisons. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. He definitely <laughs> does because our prisons are for profit. Yes, it's true. Um, so yeah. I want to talk about the the bird scene, unless you have something to add for this. No, I'm just saying, like, it was written into the script that was obviously his group going there. So they were like, hey, at this point, add in the fact that we're just going to have some Catholic musician sitting there. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it's that's weird. very Kevin James. That's all. That was, yeah, a Ke- that like, was a Kevin James add-on. Most of it is. All, all the bad parts of the script seem to have been Kevin James. Um, so is most of the movie. Uh, the the second thing is, because I was trying to figure out like this bird scene. Like, okay, uh, is it is it? it's just slapstick. I know that it's just slapstick. I already said that I am not giving this movie any credit. But come play with me in this space. Okay. I'm- there's a lot of weird... Um, there's a lot of weird stuff about Africa in this movie, right? Um, they also mention multiple times that it's an African crane in the script. Yes, it is a gray-crowned crane, which is also called an African-crowned crane, East African crane, they South African like crane. Giant African crane. They did not. They did not care about what type of bird it was. Yeah, it is the national symbol, uh, national bird of Uganda. In fact, it's like on Uganda's flag. Hmm. Um, and it is an endangered species. Um, so we have this African bird that kicks the shit out of Kevin James. Kevin James, Paul Blart, also quotes Joseph Conrad in this movie. And like I said, he calls Joseph Conrad, he says Joseph Conrad, who wrote some really long books about sailing and stuff. And the quote that he had was, we live as we dream, alone. Well, this is a quote from the book Heart of Darkness, which is all about colonialism in Africa. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the deleted scene, the, the, or the rewritten scene, where he monologues about his mom being on a safari in Africa. Interesting. What, what does this all mean? Why is it that a religious piano player looks on without doing anything, just playing his music, while, an, while this symbol of Africa, and let's say like a symbol of, of fighting back against colonization, kicks the shit out of a cop. Well, also, if, if we're taking this, this Catholic stuff, her trip to Africa was probably a mission trip, which is like, generally, nothing gets done on those. They're, they're more for the person going there to make, feel good about themselves than they are good. Um, or specifically to establish a church. Yes, which is uh, not how you help people, really. Or at all. I'll say at all. It actually probably does a lot of harm, uh, especially the Catholic Church, which is very bad. But uh, what does it say? It seems anti-church to me, or like a symbol that the church will not care what happens to people, and they don't actually do anything but play pretty music while violence happens and change happens. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, the feeling I get of it, too. But obviously, that's not what this movie's intending. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's just... But I think it, it is, it works for me as, like, 
what if we'll get this Catholic guy to play music backgrounding this because it'll be a funny uh, juxtaposition. And he doesn't realize the juxtaposition is like, yeah, it's funny how the church says a bunch of nice things while they let the world go to shit. Um, But I would have liked it more if it was a scene where a cop brutally murders a bird um, because that would have been more realistic. He should have taken out a gun and shot it five times for looking at him wrong. Um, and I would have been like, yeah, that's a, that's America. That's what religion <laughs> does. Um, yeah, fuck the Catholic Church. Fuck cops. Uh, I don't know anything about Joseph Conrad, to be honest. <laughs> I um, had to read Heart of Darkness in a college class, and I did not finish it. But, uh, man, I think the theme of uh, abject misogyny throughout the movie is uh, also one of religious origin. Yeah, targeting um, Maya. Well, I, I even like whatever. Kidnap Maya. That's fine and it for me. I I don't I don't care if that happens. No, honestly. I'm talking about but the I'm bathing saying, suit thing. Yes, like he multiple times says stuff like so she's 19 in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Um in the script. I don't know why she's getting accepted to college at 19. I guess we're yeah, some some people are just a little older when they're like Yeah, yeah. actually the timeline like, doesn't make sense. You're right. Well, I'm saying, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's fine. Doesn't really matter. But um, him being shitty to a 19-year-old for wearing a bathing suit is wild. Um, him. I want to point out, too, the bathing suit's a one-piece, and it's not, like, a skimpy one-piece. No. It, it is an extremely conservative one-piece. With, like, frilly stuff frilly flowers around the edges so like even if you tried to look at her butt it would be covered in flowers like shit like that going on um so yeah he's a piece of shit to that um multiple times later he's a piece of shit to her um and then expects her to come watch his big day and like apologize and blah 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 um and like wow i don't know it's just like yep that's sure is how they're gonna treat women huh yeah, it doesn't really surprise me considering how the previous movie went. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised that like he didn't end up with Davina, the the general manager. Um, but he does say like I oh. d- maybe I just made a colossal mistake at the end. Like there is uh one extra piece of dialogue between her and Eduardo that shows her falling in love with him. Um, that's like Eduardo comes and be- and says I'm like. You wouldn't believe this dope. He uh called us up to his room, saying his daughter was missing, and she, he's and her response is, "Oh, so he shouldn't be worried about like his daughter. He shouldn't pr- try to protect her." And he's like, "Uh, well, uh, I'm a dummy." Um, and like his response should have been like, "Well, no, they had plans to go to dinner, and he just didn't go." And then like that's a laughable situation. Instead, he's just like, "Oh no, I must be the asshole now." Um, and then she points out that he should be quiet because he is the keystone speaker tonight. She actually says something like, well, that dumb oaf is the keynote right now. And I'm like, you live in Vegas. You've seen 40 keynotes this week. The fuck are you talking yeah. about? Um, but, like, they try to make his his bullshit, like, a reason to be proud. And I'm like, yeah, that's cop 
cop propaganda, propaganda for you. Um, I mean, I cannot like he again. He negs her. He like says her upper lip is sweaty. He he doesn't neg her like in the traditional like the game version of negging, but he like constantly insults her. On um, points, he, there's also one thing like, oh, I know it's the 21st century and women can come after men now, but take it easy. And you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Um, yeah. It, it does point out in the script, she is sweating on that lip, though. So, the script says she's sweating. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, well, it's proof. She wants him. Yep. She wants that dumb, horrible person. I don't. I don't have anything left to say about this movie. This movie um, is irredeemable. Yeah. Um. Saul Gunderman turns his daughter's room into a shooting range. In the script. That's all. That's what I got for you. Saul Gunderman is played by Gary Valentine, who is Kevin James's uh, brother. Who played just an entirely different character in the first one. Um, yeah. There's nothing yeah. else here. Um. No. What are we watching tomorrow? pixels wonderful um, should should be better if it's worse um i'm telling you probably not making it to the end of this podcast so there's well I, i'm there's no way i'm giving this up i've dedicated too much time for this if i have so, to watch this movie again i might lose it i will personally replace every piece of media available to you with rob schneider's reality tv show if you don't if you don't finish this podcast i would write that show i would work hand in hand with rob schneider just to not watch this movie again <laughs> i might watch it before thanksgiving i might i might death to us blart fuck that um you can find us at at Laugh at Him Pod on Twitter. You can also find our games at wannabegames.com. Alex, do we have any games like this? Um, where, like, maybe there's some kind of, like, thievery going around? Yeah, we have a, a game called So Here's the Plan, where you uh, you do the heisty part of a movie. Um, you know, more like Ocean's Eleven, not like this one. Um, and you could do the cool part of this movie, which is a heist in that, including technology that makes no sense at all, um, and a laptop that folds out into five screens. That's pretty badass. Um, and technically, you could have your uh, DM have Paul Blart running through the movie, um, and I sincerely hope that while in the game's rules I say like you shouldn't kill people, you're allowed to kill Paul Blart in our game. <laughs> <laughs> just do it um and then let me know you did it i will thank you from the bottom of my heart that you killed one universe's paul blart um until we take down all of them our mission never ends you can see me tweet at kitty crusade and i tweet at Josca. my brain is all blarted out please take my blart mm -hmm.